Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And we are recapping Welcome to Night Vale, episode 63, There Is No Part 1, Part 2. Yes, you heard that right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to go listen to the episode. And as always, we encourage you to listen to it because when we come back, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. See you in a couple minutes. interesting idea. I I think that was very cool. Okay, that was exactly what I was hoping that they were going to do with that when you told me the title ahead of the episode. That was, yeah. So we start in halfway through the episode, apparently. And, yes, uh, yes, yeah. on the, on a part two of an episode that does not have a part one, so you get to figure it out. Yeah. So, and the usual, just mentioning random things that oh, of course you know about because that happened over in part one. Yep. But there isn't a part one. Yep, yep. So, and it, it even starts out with uh, Cecil saying, "I won't waste your time recapping because you were all there." Mm-hmm. So many events of significance, so many things, and the imperiled mayor and the brutally attacked sheriff, and oh, it's just so. But you know, let's let's get into the continuing events because we don't need to sum up for you guys. Right. So uh, I think we were in progress with the attack on City Hall, the current attack on City Hall. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? Harrison Kipp, the uh, adjunct yes. professor of uh, Nightvale Community College of uh, Archaeology. Yeah, the one who was out in the desert talking about how cool this is. It's so neat. And he wouldn't tell us what it is. Yeah. But. Well, apparently he um, turned up some kind of amulet or whatever. And the anonymous sponsors told him he was supposed to sweet talk it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that, what amulets like. And it's true. I'm sure that's what a lot of amulets like. You just don't usually like the results. No, no. So uh, that led to the sand golem. And it was attacking mm-hmm. City Call with all of the Angora rabbits that escaped from the petting zoo. So just yeah. like real mm-hmm brutal attack on city hall very scary well scary and extremely fluffy i'm telling you very fluffy all those little paws yeah pamela winchell actually ran a non-emergency press conference because the situation was such an emergency she didn't want it to be distracted by an emergency press conference which i thought was actually rather even-minded of her about that i was like "Hmm, made me wonder i mean it actually sounds like a little bit of common sense thinking from pamela winchell that's weird Mm -hmm. But we jump back to Cecil, who's talking about the current events, and he's remembering the time that he bravely saved the mayor. Well, he doesn't remember it actually happening. He just knows it happens without his will. And he's come up with a theory for why it happened. Uh, He thinks the owner of Lot 37 might have something to do with it, which is a great callback, because I just recently listened to that episode again. Do you know when that episode broadcast? It was like after the first year, but not too much farther after the first year. It was December 15th, 2013, so more than a year ago, and we get a call back from that episode, but in the auction where there was an auction for a radio DJ, one Cecil Palmer, and Cecil was very determined to buy it and then just kind of got caught up and forgot to actually raise his paddle at the auction, so he didn't. And he doesn't know who owns it, but he's starting to think... He forgot to bid on himself, and he forgot to pay attention to who did bid and who won on only one bid, so now he's apparently like... he rescue Dana without knowing it, which is why he's not rushing out to rescue Dana now, for, you know, to yes. rescue her from the sand golem, because he doesn't want to feel manipulated. Well, right. not any more manipulated than you already are when you're living in Night Vale and have all these right. secret government organizations you know, in control of your life, that sort of thing. No, he's absolutely not going to do that. So he's just going to no. go 
back to the regular news stories. Yes, yes, where he jumps in to give us a little heads up about the incident at the bowling alley, which of course, you know exactly what happened at the bowling alley. It happened in part one. And he said he's never going to be able to look at that ball return machine the same way again, but uh, it should be open for bowling soon. Yeah, I think the league night is still going on as usual, although Teddy Williams says he's done. Teddy Williams is wondering, you know, how old do you have to be to retire? How old is he? Well, I don't know, but I'll find that out. (laughs) Just having the secret civilization live live under the lanes and then now the incident with the ball return machine which is apparently fairly gruesome and you know i think he's he's just he was done a year ago and now he's really done so i wonder who's going to take over i don't know but the league night is still going on so at least yeah that's you're, good. All good. you're all good but yeah. we went uh, away from that to uh, the sponsor and you know mm-hmm. they've already told us who it was in the first part so we don't have oh, to bother recapping it now but they have to let us know about the disclaimers because you know yeah. their lawyers are barking at them like you know it's yeah. really scary when your lawyers start barking at you that way yeah, their I, ears stand up and everything yeah, yeah as true. they do basically but yeah a whole list of side effects you know nasty things toe swelling that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, finger decomposition yeah mm-hmm. hearing loss and they went yeah. on to explain that afterwards you will actually hear loss you will hear plants dying you will hear children yes. leaving home as they do after they you know get older than 10 years old and yeah. all sorts of things yeah. it will be deafening the loss that you will be hearing but you still need to buy their product because it's really required and your loved ones are safe for right now wherever they are but you know they'd also appreciate it if you'd buy the product because i mean what are you going to do not buy it no that's not an option but after that there was a knock on the door and there was the man in the tan jacket was there and he walked in and cecil started talking to him and asked him what he was there for and we got this weird burst of static yep and then it went into cecil talking suddenly saying but how would we even get there? Yeah. And that was it. And he couldn't remember what he was saying. And he yeah. thought maybe he'd been talking to somebody who would hand him a note, but he didn't take it. You guys were listening to that, right? I mean, you yeah. knew what that was all about, right? But speaking of notes, intern Hannah walked in and gave him a new note. And it's interesting that it's intern Hannah, because Hannah is our little sister's name. So we thought it's like, oh, Kath and Elizabeth and Hannah together again. Yay. Hope nothing bad happens to this one. That would be kind of bad. But she gave Cecil a new note, and it turns out it's a press release telling about how Cecil went to save the new mayor. Yep. And he's a little pissed off. Yeah, yeah, because apparently he was very brave and he, you know, knocked down the sand golems that Dana was able to wipe away the symbols on the golem's forehead that gave it life. And now there's mm-hmm. just a really big mess and everything and all this sand. And then they shooed the rabbits out the yeah. door because, I mean, they're rabbits. They weren't Even in great numbers, they're not really that intimidating. No. But still, no. there were a lot of them, you know. But So, yeah, once again, he's actually saved the day and has no memory of doing it. And once again, he has no memory of doing it, but he was saving the mayor. So two times in a row now, these these weird time things have happened, and the mayor's been involved. And I like the way he put it, that he's. it's like if the owner of Lot 37 is doing that, it's almost like he's using Cecil as an action figure. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just, yeah. <laughs> as you do with something you own, I guess. You sit around, yeah. you pose it, you you know, get a little Carlos doll, maybe make kissy noises. So. But that was only the first attack on City Hall because now we have another attack on City Hall. But finally, Hiram McDaniels and the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home have shown their hands and they are attacking City Hall and attacking the mayor 
here and Hiram is blocking City Hall, keeping anybody from getting in, you know, answering questions of the lightly singed secret police who are in there. But Dana's yelling down from the top floors that the faceless old woman is stalking her through the hallways. So something has really got to be done. Well, yeah, that and it turns out that Hiram McDaniels and the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home have been behind all of the things that have been happening recently. Uh, They were the ones that released all the antiques so they could start, you know, running around attacking people. They were part of that bizarre Christmas display that pissed off everybody so badly and uh, welcome to Night Vale. Um, They they were also the people who funded the archaeological dig to find the talisman. Now, what I want to know is, I can't remember. I have the vaguest idea that they listed a group of six anonymous sponsors for the dig. Am I, re- am I misremembering that? Because if that is, that would be one for every head plus the faceless old woman. Uh, so I may I have think- to go. I may have to go look that one up. I may be just pulling stuff out of thin air. It's Night Vale. These things sometimes happen. But yeah, that. But they were the actual anonymous donors to fund that dig so that he could get the talisman to get the sand golem to go and attack her. So. Yeah, and then there, there were all these different attacks on the sheriff that were, you know, really vicious, but, you know, it didn't hurt the sheriff at all. And then they sent the sheriff a nasty note and it gave him a paper cut, which is why terrible. the sheriffs, the sheriffs, you know, really in a lot of pain right now. So yeah, that's terrible. That's brutally why he, attacked. Yeah, uh, awful. But so... Yeah, so I guess that's finally what's been going on with them. They've been mm-hmm. plotting for this entire time because they're angry that Dana was, you know, rightfully elected by forces completely beyond anybody's control, and now they want to get her out of power. And Cecil is not going to jump into the mix. He is like, no, I am, I'm going to report, I'm going to stay in my office, and so I'm going to take you to the weather, and then you hear it slowly disappear and go down the hallway, the door shut, and then we get the weather. <laughs> so... Cecil is not staying put. Cecil is going someplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the uh, weather this time, I love the fact that I've actually heard of this band before, the Mountain Goats. Oh, no way. They're local to North Carolina. So. I'll be darned. Yep. It, it was a fun song. It was nice. I like that. Cool. Yeah, I, I loved how dreamy how dream excuse me how dreamlike it became in the end because it went to an instrumental and it just seems so appropriate for a song that's basically you know night veil weather it kind of reminded me almost of a desert sunset somehow just i was actually thinking of like you know when you get those weird rainstorms in the desert and then it's sort of trailing off at the very end honestly the instrumental at the last we were listening to it's a piano bit and it's beautiful it was really gorgeous started to go on a little long. Yeah, I think the <laughs> instrumental bit may have been longer than the rest of the song, but I think yeah. I would enjoy it a little bit better the second time through now that I know that's what's going to happen. Exactly, because so, we're listening to it and we're thinking, there's so many moments where it just seems to resolve. It's like, oh, and that's the end. No, 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 they're still going. So so what was the name of that one again? It was the Mountain Goats, and the song was... The song is called Heel Turn 2 by the Mountain Goats. Well, we get back from the weather, and... Um, well, you know, Cecil saved the day again. You know, he bravely yeah. threw himself in front of Dana uh, uh, to uh, protect her from the uh, faceless little woman who secretly lives in your home. And uh, he was able to help the secret police uh, drive away Hiram McDaniels. But, you know, it, it, all the effort, it was enough to save everything, but it wasn't enough to actually capture Hiram or right. drive away the faceless old woman entirely. So Hiram could be anywhere could even still be in town. The faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home is still living in your home. So nothing's really changed. We don't know if they're still plotting, if, you know, they've given up. I'm going to guess not. They seem like very stubborn individuals. 
Yeah, yeah. But now every time something strange happens in Night Vale, you know that everybody's going to be suspecting them. Could be. And uh, now Cecil, uh, he isn't sure anymore because, I mean, all these times of saving Dana, and now he has to wonder, is Dana the owner of Lot 37? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Even if she isn't, he's got that thought in his head now. And he's always been friends with her, but now he's got this little bit of a suspicious tone to it. So, and... <laughs> nothing. We're nothing gonna can, find more about that. I think. Yeah, nothing can be the same now. I'd love no. to hear, you know, Dana on the show at some point and talk to her. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I still want to have somebody talk to Maureen at some point. I mean, I know she I left know. the uh, radio station, but I always had this idea there was a little bit more going on with intern Maureen than we were actually getting to hear about her. I do too. I do too. And we didn't hear from Carlos at all in this case. And I'm oh. just like, what if Carlos is the one who bought Lot 37? Maybe he's just jumping in to, hopefully help save the mayor but my god that wouldn't be good for their relationships it's like oh great you manipulated me that's lovely and this whole time i had kind of been hoping that carlos was the one who was the owner of lot 37 because that would be perfect because of course carlos has cecil's best interest at heart but yeah now that there's actual manipulation going on i think that would be bad also throwing your loved one in danger is probably not a great way to run your relationship yeah he could be frustrated that he's over in the desert other world and can't help out with things going on. So maybe this is his way to help. Still wouldn't be very good for their relationship. That no, be good. no, not at all. So, but that was a that was the end of it. That was the end of the mm-hmm. episode. And then part two, yeah, yeah, part two. And there's going to be part three and part four, which we probably won't hear, and it's all going to be no. fiction anyway. So yeah, 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 yeah the usual. That's fine. Yeah, but we had really good news at the beginning of this episode. I actually got the email for this yesterday. The Librarian, which has had 76 live shows performed of it, and it was the one that I saw a year ago here in San Diego. It's finally been released on Bandcamp and iTunes. It's like over 90 minutes of content, and you can go get it now. Yep. It's the pay-what-you-want system. I've actually done that for the live episodes, The Debate and Condos, and I've done that uh, directly through the uh, Night Vale website, actually. Just Mm -hmm. chipped in, you know, several dollars and went ahead and downloaded it. It's really easy. I love the live episodes. I've always loved condos, and I was curious. A couple of things I wanted to know. One thing, and I think I'd asked you about this before, where in the ongoing storyline does the librarian episode fall? I know that it's pre any information about Steve Carlsberg, because when we were there, we all loved to boo him when he was on the stage. It's pre the stuff happening in Strix. So I don't believe we saw Kevin show up in this one. Uh, But it is post condos, I think, because Cecil and Carlos are definitely together. So that one, um, I don't remember that Hiram McDaniels was there or the faceless old woman. And there were some other people who showed up, but I won't mention that. I know that it's pre-Dana coming back from the desert other world. But yeah, I think even if you have not, because I've got, you know, Nathan, Catherine's husband, is catching up on the episodes, and I've got some friends who are catching up at the episodes, but I think it's a good episode to jump in. I don't think it spoils any major plot developments, because most of it actually happened before a lot of the major plot developments, so I think you should be safe to listen to this one, and you should, because from what I remember, it was fun, and this was probably one of the last times they performed it, and you know that live shows kind of change and evolve over time. I'm really curious to see how much it changed over a year since I heard it, and I, I do think you're going to like it, though. Yeah, I was wondering if, and you know, from what you remember it, whether you thought it was better than the Condos episode, which is my favorite, basically favorite episode 
entirely. There were a couple moments that stick out on my head as being really, really fun, but I don't know. I kind of think the Condos episode might be my favorite too. It's a tough call, it really is. The whole the whole bit near the end of Condos where Cecil and Carlos are talking is one of my favorite bits. It's just really, really lovely listen, and listen, funny and hilarious. Listen to that again the other day, and I just remember listening to it on the plane and thinking afterwards that it was great when you're stuck in a plane and incredibly bored to be listening to Welcome to Night Vale because you start doing weird things with their little introduction and their safety talk. Like you start replacing random words with the word spiders like <laughs> please look around you to identify the nearest spider keeping in mind that the nearest spider might be behind you <laughs> oh that's awesome that's going to be a game we're going to play all the time anytime this announcement replace the words with spiders, spiders. it's better it's better than your mom <laughs> So we don't have any fan art this week. It's funny, the episode kind of caught us both by surprise. We, we knew that we had one coming up, but we were like, oh yeah, that's today. Oh my God. So. Possibly because February is so short, but also yeah. because I just wasn't paying attention. No, me neither. Me neither. But what we're going to do for next week is you're going to get another episode next week because we're going to listen to the episode The Librarian together and then we will do one of our recaps for that one. So just a little something to tide you over until the episode halfway through March. So that's kind of our, our, our little our little bonus episode. Should we call it a hiatus episode, perhaps? And maybe we're bad at hiatuses, too? Yeah, we're, we're bad at hiatuses. When we go on hiatus, we release even more episodes than usual. So we're even worse at hiatuses than Night Vale. Yay! <laughs> Something to strive for. Yeah. So that's going to wrap us up. So we will see you guys in one week. Talk to y'all later. Bye.